<laughs> this is the preview of uh, uh, card uh, that's going to take uh, place on on the weekend. That is uh, UC two sixty three, and uh, this psycho suggested we preview every single fight on the card. Every just, single one. And lay it out. Lay it all out for you. You know how heavy hands uh, usually just uh, do a preview of the whole uh, of the whole card and discuss the entire card and then put uh, the um, the prelims as a they put it out on their Patreon as a bonus thing. This is this is you, you are privileged. We decided to give you the privilege to listen. the whole thing, baby. I mean, if you, yeah. if you ever wanted wanted us to talk about Carlos Felipe, oh baby. <laughs> Getting you the full length, giving you the whole the full length. You're getting it. <laughs> All right, that's uh, enough uh, fucking around, I guess. Um, so, yeah, how do we do it? Do we start from the bottom or do we start from the top? Uh, I mean, let's let's go with your suggestion and give the people the main event. I mean, the the fake main event. We'll get to the real one eventually. Yeah, th- this is a uh, like I, I think. Wikipedia fucked up the order, so it's actually backwards, and uh, the entire PR system of uh, the UFC fucked up the uh, the, the whole thing. So anyway, uh, the fake main event, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori, the co-main is uh, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, and uh, followed by Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. Five right, rounds, so, Oh yeah, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz, five rounds for some reason. Like I guess I suppose if it were three rounds and Leon Edwards finished uh, Nate Diaz, everyone would still be like, "Oh, Nate! They didn't give <laughs> Nate his chance, even though he got knocked <laughs> out in the fourth. first." <laughs> yeah. A five-round fighter through and through, despite never going really, ne- never. <laughs> Every time he went past the third round, he looked like dog shit. But uh, let's let's just ignore that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll begin with with middleweight championship. It's Adesanya versus Vittori. The rematch of the excellent fight they had the first time around. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Let's if, not if, beat around the bush. That fight fucking sucked. <laughs> and uh, yeah, people were always like, oh, Adesanya, like, this is an example of a fighter. Uh, this is the example of how you should cross over from a different sport like kickboxing to MMA. Adesanya looked excellent in every fight that he showed up uh, in every fight in the UFC that he's had. And uh, if you want, if you ever wanted to look, if you ever wanted to uh, to like see someone, see a person wrestle themselves, <laughs> take the themselves <laughs> down, uh, go back and watch that fight. I mean, that, the first fight is fascinating because it's like Adesanya looked bad, but it's not like. Vittori exposed his game or anything because Vittori himself looked like trash. I mean, and, yeah. and we, we gotta be honest here, the, the split decision was bullshit. Like, EC won all three rounds very convincingly <laughs> that fucking Josh was on crack. Like, I mean, the, the third, Vittori had some moments, but let's be honest, he didn't win the round. He got his ass kicked. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's... Uh... Pretty much, like Vittori kind of locked, uh, kind of locked himself into this title shot. Like he somehow stumbled and spotted his way to a title shot for some reason. But I mean, this is middleweight. Middleweight is kind of like, uh, 
uh, really light, light heavyweight, and that it's kind of like like two or three normal guys yeah. at the top, and the rest is just. I mean, present present David Orr is not bad, but he's not he's not, he's not good he's, either. He's, he's not really all that good either. He's. I mean, it's kind he's of like, enough that that you wouldn't complain if he was at lightweight, but he would be like outside the top fifteen or something, I guess. I mean, he's he, he, he's yeah, very he'd be, physical. He'd be a but, random action fighter on the early prelims. Yeah, he's huge. He's physical. The the grappling is pretty legit. And he's an all-rounder, so yeah. mean, being being a huge all-rounder worked for for Blachowicz, So who knows? They're they're still very different, but the I mean, principle. Sriram likes to say that Vittori is kind of like uh, a meat and potatoes fighter, but without the meat, it's just mashed <laughs> potatoes, and that's that's literally it. <laughs> With a uh, bit of gravy. <laughs> Yeah, and I made that joke the other day where I said that uh, Vittori more like, <laughs> and then I just stay silent because <laughs> but, I mean but Vittori is kind of like Vittori is kind of like Volkanovski. If Volkanovski had Vittori's brain, <laughs> like <laughs> because Volkanovski's game is also being uh, kind of an all-rounder with uh, no really. Uh, no standout qualities of his own in, in every phase of the fight. It's just yes, the sum of the parts. He's smart as fuck, and Vittori is not. He is let's, not. Let's put yes. it politely. <laughs> but but I think actually I think he has a chance here. I mean, if anything, the, the jam fight exposed that Easy sucks off his back. <laughs> People got under the impression that Easy was good off his back because he set up a, a horrifying triangle, I guess, Gasolum and Gasolum. <laughs> Stare yeah. at him like a fucking idiot. <laughs> it, it was kind of like, uh, uh, like Izzy was rolling around and just decided to slap on a triangle on a whim, pretty much. Like, oh, I, I'm just gonna go for a triangle. And Gaston was just standing shit. there. I saw this shit on YouTube that one time. <laughs> yeah, and Gaston was just standing there. Oh, and just and, and, and he keeps just standing there. Okay. Yeah, secure the triangle. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like after, like. Like a, a whole minute, he was like, "All oh, right, I'm supposed to defend against this shit." <laughs> <laughs> and then he just gets out. <laughs> and, and let's not forget that Vittori is Kelvin's teammate, so he, uh, he basically has this on the back. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a classic Adesanya matchup, like uh, a forward moving meathead and uh, yeah. Adesanya being Adesanya. And so uh, we, we've pretty much seen. Him uh, navigate matchups like this pretty easily before, and um, I, I mean, the Gaston fight was kind of like in retrospect, it's kind of like a bad look for both fighters. Yeah, <laughs> but, but if anything, the Gaston fight tell us that Cordero has a pretty good read on on Easy. Yeah, it's so, just that he doesn't really have the fighters who could exploit. Yeah, that to but its maybe, fullest extent. Maybe Betoris. A little bit better equipped to to execute the game plan because Kelvin is like not flexible at all. Marvin is more of a blank canvas to put game plans on. I mean, uh, if he were a fighter, kind of like uh, Henry Sehudia, who, who where you would just tell him what to do and he would just do it, then it might have worked. But um, it's probably the it's kind of like a very thin margin to bet uh, yeah. Vittori here. 
because like um, the thing with uh, Blakovich is that uh, many people said that uh, Blakovich, oh, Blakovich exposed Easy, but uh, the thing that made Blakovich's entire game plan work is that Blakovich exhibited uh, like career best discipline and also. Uh, Vittori compared to Jan doesn't really have this the same physicality because yeah. Jan is huge. I mean, uh, yeah, but Vittori is huge for middleweight. Jan is fucking huge for uh, for the the weight class for the next weight class. So yeah, like Jan has uh, the, this really weird build in that uh, build in that uh, I think if he were to actually train his legs, he would he would not make light heavyweight anymore because yeah. he has he has fucking, kind of like fucking enormous. Has, he has a heavyweight's upper body, but a light heavyweight lower body. It's, it, it looks really bizarre. And uh, uh, another incredibly important aspect is that he also, uh, that Vittori does not really have Jan's hitting power. Uh, yeah, the threat of sure. Jan's, The threat of Jan's uh, hitting power puts um, kind of like a hard cap on how also, many things. Also, Easy uh, feels a lot more comfortable dealing with uh, a jab from a southpaw, like he just yeah. fight hands, feels a lot more comfortable there. And so I, I doubt Marvin Vettori will have uh, much success with the jab. But hey, yeah. if if he can take down easy, he he can go at it because Marvin is actually pretty decent on top and he's very big. So who knows? I mean, yeah, the obviously, about... obviously yeah, the... the pick is mm-hmm. easy, but. Uh, the thing about uh, Jan jabbing up, uh, jabbing with Adesanya safely was that uh, Jan was sort of insulated by his reach. He actually had, yeah. uh, he, had a, he either had a reach advantage over Izzy or reach parity. I don't quite recall. But yeah, it was, they, they looked pretty similar in, 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 in length. length. Yeah. yeah. And, and also uh, Jan, um, heavy low kicker, something that Vettori isn't. Too, because like a southpaw, he's he's based most of his game kicking to the body. So, I mean, if Vittori had decent uh, open space wrestling and uh, good reactive takedowns, he could have went for that. He could w- go for that, but uh, I don't think he really does that all that yeah, much. I, so, I see. I say let's just close this one. What's your pick? Final pick? Yeah. Uh, well. If if you noticed, we spent more time talking about Blakovich than we spent <laughs> talking about Vittori. So I think uh, Vittori's only shot is to go in guns blazing, if only to kind of give Adesanya some pause early on. To yeah. just, uh, but uh, naturally, when you're trying to push a pace and you lack the tools to do so consistently and safely, the only pace you're dictating is pretty much the pace at which you're getting your ass kicked. So... Um, I don't trust Vittori enough to have the wherewithal to do that, stay safe and kind of exploit to to fight a disciplined fight, the same fights that uh, Jan was able to fight, and he does not have the same physical advantages. So I think Adesanya is just going to either kick him up from the distance or just blast him out of there when yeah, Vittori probably. gets into the pocket because Adesanya's response to his over-reliance on hand traps and frames early on that he exhibited in MMA was to just become incredibly aggressive in first layer pocket exchanges. He just tries to blast you out of there and get out of there and uh, get the hell out of Dodge. And uh, I think that's what he's going to do. And he's just going to knock him out either in the third round or maybe earlier. That's my pick. Adesanya, TKO or knockout. 
Uh, I think the the chance of a decision is not not. Uh, I, I I say Marvin is is big and has the ability to make easy a bit uncomfortable. So I mean, he's I tough. risk it, and he's stupid tough. So yeah, I go with um, easy by decision. So let's move on to the next fight. All right, uh, the uh, another matchup like. If Vittori is Adesanya's fight to lose, this is uh, Brendan, the Brendan Moreno fight is Figueredo's fight to lose. Because um, if you go back and uh, watch the first Moreno fight, uh, I mean, the counters were there all day. Yeah. I mean, he got his ass kicked, but there was still like, I mean, if Moreno is smart, then <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if he is. Yeah. <laughs> But there, I mean, there was a, a lot of lessons to learn. This this rematch, to me at least, seems a lot more compelling than the than the Vittoria de Sanja one. I mean, yeah. because mostly because the first fight kicked ass and the other one sucked. So. <laughs> yeah, the first fight uh, was really really good, but the only thing that holds it down is the all time terrible performance from the commentary team. It's, it's just shocking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Moreno. They really want. Moreno to win. I mean, Moreno... Yeah. It was very obvious, too. Moreno would connect with a jab and uh, then immediately get cross-counted and uh, yeah. hit to the body with hooks and uppercuts. <laughs> and then Joe Rogan would yell at the top of his lungs that, but that jab by Moreno, though! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> pretty, Moreno, pretty much. Yeah, and Moreno looks increasingly beat up. Like he, half his face is hanging off; it's all puffed up. <laughs> Rogan is still yelling about Moreno coming on strong in the fifth, and uh, Figueroa was he's so tired, he's so gassed. Look at him. <laughs> but being honest, I, I think Moreno does indeed have a better gas tank than Figueroa. But at at the end, on the fifth on the fifth round, he has absorbed so much more damage than Figgy that. It didn't matter, and yet he was so destroyed he couldn't put push a pace anymore. But I mean, if he figured out some ways to defend against the counters or lead more safely, I think Moreno can push a pace. And if if he can incorporate yeah. the takedowns in a way more smart, I mean, um, he can find some success. I mean, obviously, I'm not favoring to win. I'll say this outright <laughs> before people think any stupid thing like I'm picking Moreno, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. I, I give, like I, I said to Dan, like, I'll give him a non-zero chance to win this fight. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, I mean, we saw Figgy uh, get body locked once again, because uh, this is like... And he had no answer for the body lock. It was pretty weird. Yeah, like, Figgy, I don't know if it's because Figgy is just a big softy who really, really loves hugs, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, his propensity towards getting body locked out of the blue is fairly concerning, if not embarrassing. Yep. And uh, if uh, Moreno is able to add some jab feints and uh, just vary his entries, he could uh, that could be a route to victory. But if Figueredo is smart, and he is yet to prove that he isn't, I mean, he'll pretty much start ripping into Moreno's body from the word yeah, go. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's the safest chance for him. Yeah, but he'll just uh, destroying Moreno's body with punches and as, kicks. As undestructible as Figueredo looked on the first fight, Moreno hits pretty hard. The chance that he he catches him is non-zero, as I say. I mean, I'm I'm favoring Figueroa <clears throat> all the way, 
but I think Moreno has a an okay shot, like like a ten percent chance of winning. I would say if he plays his cards smart, ten percent chance of winning an okay shot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fucking God of War. <laughs> He's fighting so. Yeah, I mean, a real power move would be for Figueredo to uh, kick Moreno in the dick again and get a point deducted and then 10-7 him to a unanimous decision anyway. <laughs> I mean, he could, he could do that. Like if, uh, if, he, if they draw again. They draw again, but, but this time they, they, rob, they rob Moreno instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could. This is MMA judging. They could. Judging. It has been so bad that <laughs> anything could happen really bad. I mean, uh, if we go to victory, like, Figueredo should do the same thing again, but just go to the body even harder this time. Yeah. Just uh, destroy Morena's body, uh, make uh, the sap his gas tank, which is uh, pretty good, but uh, given the amount of damage that he took in the first fight, I don't yeah. know how his durability would hold up. But then again, That's, durability is weird. Yeah, so. and durability is weird goes both ways. Like, Figueredo looks like invincible, but he's pretty old. He has yeah, especially for the, so. for, the, for the weight class, he's very old. <laughs> like, he's yeah. 33 years the, the old. Shin, and The shin might crack at any moment. Like, you never know. Yeah, I, mean, so. I, don't, I don't. I'm not expecting it to, ha- to happen this fight, but You'd never know. <laughs> then we'll, we'll come like Askar Askarov that has like little <laughs> pillows for fits. <laughs> He will knock out Fiki dead. Like. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was a, a really funny moment where uh, Moreno connected with like uh, a slappy, a slappy head kick on, on the block. Uh, <laughs> And the commentary oh. was like, oh, he's hurt. <laughs> And Fiki was like, oh. I'm all right now. And then kicks uh, Moreno in the head even harder. And then Moreno starts stumbling all over the place. And the commentary booth is just silent. Just completely silent. It's so fucking weird. The commentary booth was stupid weird, that fight. Like, like I don't know if... It, it like honestly seemed like Figueredo owed them money or something. That's, that's, how, yeah. <laughs> were, that's how hard they were rooting for, uh, rooting for Moreno. But anyway... Uh, Picks. Uh, I think it's very obvious that we're strongly favoring Figgy. Yeah, just... I'm going Figgy by decision, but this time they just won't fuck it up. I mean, you never know. Maybe Figgy pulls up a, a Peter Jan and does like the incredible stupid foul and he loses <laughs> Kicks him in Moreno in the dick from the opening bell so hard that Moreno can't actually continue. He's the same it... kind of stupid mean that Jan is, so... Yeah, uh, so, so I guess that's my pick. I'm picking Figueredo by dick kick. <laughs> Moving on. But the the judges award him the win to him. Like, <laughs> I mean, they should. He won the fight. <laughs> I think I, I think if, if you dick kick someone and they can't continue, you should be awarded the fight the the win <laughs> because he won the fight. <laughs> Ultimate dick dick kick fighting championship. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, uh, so the Coco main event. <laughs> the Coco main event. The Coco uh, main event. <laughs> the uh, the main event that was uh, 
decided that that was booked while the matchmakers were on coke coke out of the fucking minds i don't have any other explanation either nate diaz was coked out of his mind because he agreed to do this or the main or the or the matchmakers were because they're this probably is the offering other. they're probably offering nate like two million dollars and and, and they, leon edwards like two hamburgers and a soda or something. <laughs> it would be really funny if they offered uh, Nate Diaz pay-per-view points while without offering pay-per-view points to Figueredo. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest here. Like... They would probably do really, they probably really did, uh, did that. I would not be surprised either. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> no, the more I think about it, the more <laughs> it makes sense, to be honest. Like, I mean, once again... Uh, I think you get the idea. This is Leon Edwards's fight uh, to lose. Like MMA. Yeah, I mean, this, this is like this should be even wider than the other two fights. Like <laughs> this is very rough. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I mean, this it, is rough for Nate on his prime, and he's not on his prime at all. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is MMA's most cuttable man versus MMA's most prolific elbow striker. <laughs> yeah. Is, I mean, like, is, is this a joke? <laughs> I mean, other than that, like, if Nate was in his prime and he could box with Leon, it could be a bit interesting. I mean, Leon is going to probably <clears throat> just going to kick his leg anyway. But the boxing would be a bit interesting. But the thing is that Nate's boxing has been looking like shit lately. Especially on the on the Pettis fight, he looked like he was like impaired or something. He looks so fucking bad. It just like, looked drunk. It just looks yeah. drunk every time he shows up. I mean, it's weird. I mean, the, the response to Nate getting bad in open space, because actually, like, Nate is so always called, like, this pressure fighter, but he's more like a pace fighter. He's pretty okay in being in open space. He walks forward yeah. because people run, but he doesn't like pressuring like Nick does. He He's, he's also bad at pressuring because it doesn't yeah. really cut the cage, and uh, oh, every time but, he moves forward, he just gets pieced up. On the back exactly. But boxing on open space, his his footwork is pretty okay, actually. Like he pivots after after the right hook. He he ha- he has a good idea of angles when he sees in open space. But when he tries to push forward, all that notions go to the wa- goes to waste. Like, but I mean, Nate, Nate in open space, pretty good. I mean, used to be because <laughs> he now looks like trash. <laughs> like, that's that's the thing. Like. The, uh, Nate's response to getting bad in open space is like looking for the clinch at every moment. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> do you really want to be on the clinch with Leon Edwards? Like, <laughs> I mean, Leon Edwards also uh, has also shown a really more aggressive approach in his uh, in the previous Bilal Muhammad fight. Uh, yeah. Up up until the eye poke. And I guess I guess a base fighter too, like yeah. Bilal Muhammad, like he. They're different with Nate Diaz, but he's also a, a fighter that that makes his game work through pace. He couldn't impose a pace at all on Leon. I mean, if you want to uh, watch uh, how the Leon Edwards deals with uh, pressure and pace, just watch the RDA fight. Yep. Where, which is... that's, that's one of the last times that RDA tried to really pressure like hard, and Leon dealt with it just fine, like... I mean, he was way bigger than him, like in le- length-wise. I mean, but it's not 
it's not like Nate Diaz is also like uh, really all that huge for the weight class compared to that's, Leon Edwards. That's, that's the thing. Like if if we if we go by the their listed their listed height, like Nate Nate is has been the taller fire most of his life. <laughs> He's two inches shorter than Leon Edwards, so he's just going yeah. to get fucking big right here. Like let's be real. Nate is uh, not uh, not really a welterweight. He's kind of more like a, a a fat lightweight that can't make weight anymore and just doesn't I mean, really or doesn't bother yeah. making weight. I mean, I mean, yeah. When when Nate goes up to <clears throat> welterweight, he never like gets super big. Even even though Connor wants wants us to believe he's like 400 pounds, <laughs> but like if you. <laughs> He like, used sumo style wrestling to defeat <laughs> Conor McGregor. Oh, Skip Bayless so never changed. Masvidal looked way bigger than Nate when they fought. Like Masvidal really grew into an actual welterweight. Yeah. Nate, Nate is still lightweight. Like. Yeah, and Masvidal still looked tiny compared to Usman, who is, uh, I mean, who is a, a fucking monster. But uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I, mean, I think. Uh, Really, Nate Diaz does not really have a safe spot against uh, Nate Diaz does not have a safe spot against Leon Edwards in any area of the fight, even on the ground. I think, like the best and only thing Diaz can do right in this matchup is to fucking pull guard. Yeah, <laughs> just, just just pray for that sweep from from like open guard or something. Yeah, which which is not an advice that I ever thought I would ever say about an MMA fight ever. Pull guard in an MMA fight. In an MMA fight, like <laughs> that's that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, this fight always favored Leon hugely, but with how Nate has looked lately, I don't think we we have to talk more about this. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, I'm Nate picking is old. Le- I'm picking Leon to win, but be a cut. Like I hate choosing a cut, but. How can you not on this fight? Yeah. Like, Everyone, like, Edwards could slice Nate's entire face off. People would still insist Nate could have bounced back and won in the fifth. That's just how it yeah. is. That's how dumb this fucking fan base is. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, let's let's get ready for Nate, the fanboys, claiming he was about to fuck up Leon on the fifth. Uh, all right, uh, Nate is old, can't cut the cage. His face explodes into a shower of gore from every strike. He's and way smaller so, than Leon. He'll end up in the clinch a lot. So yeah. And Edwards is just better as a fighter overall. Yeah, yeah. Pretty so, much. Edwards, stoppage. That's the pick. Okay, next fight then is Daniel Maya versus remember the name Bilal Mohammed. Uh, has Bilal Mohammed ever actually defended takedowns in in his fights? I don't think so. I don't think he actually faced someone. He has faced exclusively strikers for like for the last two years or so. Like he fought Curtis Millender, Takashi Sato, Lima Goodness. Those are like the guys that least wrestle on the whole division. Like um, I mean, he's he's a decent offensive wrestler himself. That's that's not always a sign that you can defend, but yeah, it's better than nothing. But I mean, I mean, Maya is pretty old, and yeah, uh, his I mean, gas tank is not really there anymore. 
So if Mohammed can drive like around, survive around on the bottom, because I think it's, I'm pretty sure he's going to get taken down on the first round. If he can survive that, he has an okay shot, I think. But I mean, Maya still gets takedowns and still has a stupid squeeze. I'm yeah. just going with. I think this is the last one for Maya. He gets the rear naked choke on the first round. Yeah. So if Maya takes uh, Blah Muhammad down in the first, never lets him go, takes him down and uh, keeps a good hold of him. I am pretty sure uh, Bilal is going to get submitted in the first round. And if he survives that, provided he survives that, he has a he has a decent shot at knocking Maya out. But uh, uh, and even, not necessarily knocking him out, but just putting on the pace, Maya will get exhausted. Like yeah, I mean, just ex- second round, I start favoring Bilal a lot, but I don't think he makes it there. So. Yeah, so uh, I guess. Uh, First round sub, Demi yeah, Maya. <clears throat> All right. Uh, oh, baby. Uh, Paul Craig versus Jamahol Hill. Uh, Paul Craig, the uh, the greatest light light heavyweight in history, the one who defeated the uh, the great and terrible Mukhamet uh, Kalaev. <laughs> <laughs> and prime prime. Mauricio Hua. Mauricio Hua is always in prime. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's still in his prime. God damn it. <laughs> and he will be for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. so very short. Do you remember that interview? And Shogun was like, I'm going to worry about my health now. <laughs> <laughs> Like my my brother, you you should have done that ten years ago. <laughs> I'm gonna worry about my health now, and uh, all he does is just start buying diet coke instead of normal coke. Fuck's <laughs> sake! <laughs> <laughs> Starts doing keto diet like at 40 years old. <laughs> I should start doing keto diet. <laughs> just destroyed my own chair. <laughs> okay. Uh. okay, so no, but, but being honest, Paul Craig has has improved a little bit. He's a more comfortable striker now. He he has gotten better as an offensive wrestler, and sadly, I don't think none of that will matter because Yamaha Hill is fucking huge and a good athlete. Yeah, Paul Craig looks jacked, but he's not actually a good athlete in any yeah. way. He's kind of one of those weird, weirdly, like weirdly. Good un- good yeah, heart, he's just, he's strong, but Jamaha uh, he's fucking huge, man. Didn't look small next to OSP like at all. Um, the shit. And I don't like Jamaha at all, but he's like. Okay, he knows how to do stuff, and he finds openings and goals for them. So I gotta respect that. He's just a way better athlete, and he's bigger than Paul Craig. So I just gotta, just gotta pick Hill. Uh, all right. So whole, uh, oh, oh, Hill is uh, still undefeated, isn't he? All yeah. his uh, uh, 
most his wins. His last win was a TKO. TKO, okay, okay. Oh, I guess. Um, I mean, uh, Paul Craig is probably going to get dropped a whole bunch, and uh, yeah. if he's able to somehow grab hold of Hill, I'm pretty sure he could win. But, yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure we can trust Hill's grappling here and Craig. Yeah. And if I mean, there's one thing you can trust about Paul Craig, if he's grappling, he's actually pretty solid. Like, it's uh, it's light heavyweight, so you can't trust anyone here. It's, yeah, it's at, such, at anything. such a stupid division. <laughs> uh. yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to pick the bigger guy that's more athletic, so Yamaha <laughs> Hill, stoppage, nothing else to say. Okay, Pat Boyman. <laughs> Give me the jacked boys! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, picking the muscle man. He's not- He's not even jacked. Like he has like a super like weird physique. Have you seen that guy? Like, yeah, I'm looking at his topology page, uh, page right now. He just looks kind of like like a normal guy who's a bit in shape. A guy who just lifts weights <laughs> sometimes. Fucking huge. Like. <laughs> uh, his nickname is Sweet Dreams, but he does not really have all that many knockouts, which is really funny. <laughs> I mean, even even the OSP stoppage was like a standing like referee intervention. Like he wasn't knocked out at all. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm not picking anyone. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'm going to skip this one. This, moving, I, moving on to fights that actually matter. So. <laughs> moving on to fights that are actually probably going to be good. Uh, Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell. Finally, finally, He's, Riddell isn't fighting a wrestler. This one is great. This one is yeah. great. I mean, Dover the battle actually, of the chats. Yeah, Dover I mean, actually a pretty a pretty decent offensive wrestler. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it's quite possibly the only fight in which Brad Riddell is actually the uglier man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just weird. <laughs> He's finally met his match. Uh, I mean, Dober is uh, Dober's. Uh, Best shot, I think, would be to try and grind it out a bit, uh, try to wear yeah. on Riddell. I mean, I think uh, I think exploiting like the, some tendencies that kickboxers have, like they don't they don't like when people move around a lot, and and Dover is pretty mobile. So yeah. I think it should like circle, put up a pace, like try to not get leg kicked and cross counter to death, and if the takedown is there, go for it, like. Kickboxers do not like getting MMA'd. Just yeah, try and so him. Just, just do the MMA thing. Like all, all the MMA tropes move around like a stupid asshole. <laughs> Throw <laughs> overhands every second. <laughs> Fight from 15 feet away. <laughs> Run into on every combination. <laughs> just be an annoying asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be, be an annoying asshole. And I actually. If he's an annoying asshole, I give him a pretty good shot at this fight. Yeah, but otherwise, if uh, Dober has been trying to put together uh, a functional striking game lately, he, he's actually yeah, looks like a... He's actually very good. Yeah, has, uh, like a decent basic kickboxer. So I think he's just going to do that instead of looking for ways to MMA Riddell. But uh, Riddle, the shot... Yeah, Breath slaps this. Brad has slapses on the defense, yeah. like, and especially when he he like gets caught off guard. And Dover has turned into a very big hitter. Like, 
I would say he hits harder than Riddle. Like Riddle yeah. is like a, a 60% kind of puncher. He he can punch really hard when he wants to. But Dover like ices dudes when he got him on the team. So the chance of the knockout, I think it goes both ways for this one. Yeah, it's kind of back and forth, kind of 50-50 on this one. But uh, I mean, Riddell, if he were if he weathers, uh, I guess the storm weathers the grind. If Adobe decides to decides to do so, and if Riddell kind of goes past the first half of the fight, I think he he could overtake Dober in exchanges. Yeah, I think I think the fight late gets very interesting because. Maybe Dover finds a way to wrestler down, wrestle him down the line, but the, stri- mm-hmm. the, the striking exchanges, I think Riddell is going to figure him out the longer it goes. The more exchanges is the more data for, for Brad, and I think that favors him. Yeah, He's more adaptable, and he has a, a, just has a better language of combinations to, to deal with the pocket. Yeah, I guess I'm picking Riddell. Uh, I'm going to go Dover here, so so we split this one. Yeah, I th- uh, I'm going Riddell is, late, and you're going uh, Dover by the Just going Dover. Yeah, yeah, it's. But anyway, great, great fight, one of the best in the card. Awesome shit. And then F, uh, F the chat for for Thomas chair. So. <laughs> R.I.P. chair. Uh, gonna get a new one. I guess <laughs> next week. Uh, uh, back to light heavyweight. For fuck's oh, sake. shit. This is like this. And these are middleweights, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Eric Anders versus uh, Darren Stewart. Darren Stewart, Dude, I... the man, the, the British man who looks very strangely a lot like Tyron Woodley. <laughs> But does not fight uh, anything like Woodley, which is a plus. But um, <laughs> lost the dropped the decision to Kevin Holland. How do you do that? That was kind of <laughs> close. I, I think I think there's an argument for for Stewart there, but I'm not going to rewatch that fight. So <laughs> so don't ask me. <laughs> I mean, watching watching Kevin Holland fight actually gives me it like makes me like irrationally annoyed. I just want him to shut up and fight. So uh, like, like Holland does like cool stuff sometimes, and, and and all I think is like, why are you not this all the time? Why are you gonna be so stupid the rest of the time? Like, I mean, it kind of seems like Kevin Holland has some kind of disorder, just a really severe ADHD or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I'm not really. Uh, a specialist to diagnose things like that. This fight, this fight is so not exciting. We're talking about fucking Kevin Holland stuff. Yeah, Eric Anders. What, what's to say about Eric Anders? Even Eric Anders well, is the man who got. He, he's your boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, why, why do like light heavyweights and middleweights have the best nicknames? Just why? <laughs> Like uh, every time you watch it, uh, at uh, you, you look at a lightweight, the nickname is always some some kind of like fucking I don't Pitbull. know the body snatcher, <laughs> pitbull, body snatcher, uh, crusher, bam bam, and uh, and then you got like ex- <laughs> David's executive branch. 
This one, this one is great. It's Jaboy versus the dentist. But like, come on, those are top tier, top tier nicknames. <laughs> there was like an interview, and Darren Stewart was like complaining because his whole gimmick of the dentist was like wearing a face mask going into the cage, but now everyone wears a face mask. So. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess it could. I guess it could uh, like paint the mask to look like it's covered in blood because he's the, the <laughs> dentist. So. <laughs> okay, so the first fight ended with a dick shot. Always nice to see that. <laughs> so yeah, Anders was surprisingly trying to push the pace, and he, I think he, yeah, a knee to the dick. Oh yeah, it was an illegal knee. It's a rematch. First round, uh, final stretch of the first round gets. Uh... Oh, Anders landed an illegal knee to Stewart's head. Yeah. It was a down opponent. Oh, it was a down opponent. I I really thought it was a, a knee to the balls, but I guess not. No, it was yeah, it was a down opponent, and then Stewart couldn't continue. I mean, so... we just wanna want to see people's balls get demolished every time we watch a fight that's just how it is the CMB FC <laughs> uh, I, to be honest I, I don't I don't have a read on this one like Stewart's more, more aggressive Anders usually usually gasses but Anders can, can wrestle sometimes but then I, I, I don't know man I'm just Anders. going <laughs> I, I'm going Stewart by decision, but I have no idea. Like I mean, I've I'm, seen, I've seen a lot of fights, fights from both fighters, and I have no idea. So. Yeah, I just kind of, I, I've seen plenty of Anders fights, and uh, he's kind of like background noise in my head. I just don't know what to say about him. Darren Stewart, also nothing to say about him. So, uh, <laughs> moving on, women's flyweight. <laughs> Uh, Lauren Murphy versus oh, John Calderwood. Okay, so I gotta start saying I used to be like a very big JoJo fan, so until, I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, like, until he, what happened? He's telling, such an like, exciting fighter. <laughs> no, no, he, I, I don't think she's bad, but she's very limited, and I think this is exactly the kind of bad fight for her. Like Murphy is like competent everywhere she's not great but she's physical and knows how to do everything and so i basically think murphy's going to do an mma on on jojo yeah jojo, jojo should, should be the better striker but when when girls start mixing up the wrestling she starts eating overhands all the time and murphy like murphy's a girl that likes her overhand like her takedown so yeah not not much to say Jojo is one of those. Jojo is one of those MMA strikers who, who are kind of not really great at striking because they're not great at MMA overall. So they always yeah. get MMA. So yeah, I mean, if you if you give Jojo her range, he's like super fun to watch because she knows how to set set stuff up and and just like just has a good knack to find openings and shit. But yeah. sadly, she doesn't get her rage all the time. So yeah, and, and Murphy, Murphy's solid. Like she's 
has like super good top control, can strike decently. I mean, she's like she's like Roxy, but more mm. athletic. So that's bad news for most girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess Lauren Murphy via MMA. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's how we we call it. Yeah, featherweight Mavsar Yevloyev. Oh uh, my God! Why do you do that to my boys? But this fight's great, actually. Yeah, good, Funny. great fight, bad matchmaking. For yeah, bad matchmaking. Fighting sideways once again, but it's featherweight, and featherweight is always like that. The, the most badly mismanaged uh, division. Uh, so even we, more so than welterweight, I'd say. Yeah. So me, Hakim versus Yevloyev. Um, pretty much, I mean, there was a pretty cool striker, a bit passive, I think. He's like, he likes to counter and doesn't have many tools to make guys lead. But yeah, just, he's, he's very fun to, to watch, like, very good clinch game, aggressive with the knees. At range, he has good uh, counter punching. He goes to the body on the counter a lot. That is cool. But sadly, the judges sometimes don't see that. And yeah. he also great at defending kicks. Like he catches kicks and returns with counter kicks. Very cool. Ibloyo, on the other hand, like he's the MMA guy on this fight. Yeah, he, he is kind of like uh, is kind of like your typical Russian MMA guy who can kind of do everything okay-ish. Yeah. Like he's okay you everywhere. Have, yeah, you have three kinds of Russian MMA guys. Like you have the the, the Sanda guy that just spins like an idiot and has cool takedowns <laughs> and then doesn't know anything to do from top position. Then you have the Habibs that are like the guys that try to wrestle all the time. And then you have like the MMA guys that know how to do everything. And and out of them, I think Ivloyev is one of the coolest. Like he's very fun to watch too. He's very active. He has a good jab. All the time mixing the uh, takedown, he knows how to kick. He has stellar takedown defense, so yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I gonna think, be. It's probably gonna I think be trouble from Hakim that uh, Ivloyev has so many tools and he's very active. Yeah, the thing about Ivloyev is that his game would probably allow him more looks that would, um, I guess, uh, trick the judges into thinking he's won. Even yeah, if he doesn't. I, I think it's very probable that Hakim will, will land harder every round. But Ibloyev will make up for that with volume, and with takedown attempts. And maybe he can actually take get takedowns. And if he can get takedowns, I think he will have a lot of success. I don't trust Hakim from his back. Yeah, so unless... Uh, uh, if Ibloyev isn't able to really wrestle Hakim... Uh, his still his style lends itself more to looking good in front of the judges than Hakim's does. Hakim just yeah. kind of sometimes likes to hanging out with his back uh, on the fence a bit too much, even when he connects re- connects really well and a lot. Yeah, bad optics, bad optics for MMA. Just so, do not see it. The theme the theme of this card is the guy that knows MMA is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> knows MMA in except, more ways than except, one. Except on the Alessandra versus Vittori. Vittori could MMA, but probably won't. So. 
<laughs> Killed MMA, yeah. but uh, does not have the brain for MMA. <laughs> so, Ivloya by, by uh, MMA again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the pick, I think. Yeah, Ivloya either by MMA or judging, judging fuckery. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but great fight. If, if you want to watch some fight from the prelims, be it this one, because it's great. Yeah. So the prelims, good fights, Doba, Riddell, Yevloev, Dawadu. Those are yep. the ones to look out for. And now we're way Talking down to the... Not good fights. <laughs> women's bantamweight, Penny Kianzat versus uh, Alexis Davis. Do we have I mean, anything to say about women's bantamweight? Yeah, actually, than... actually <laughs> I don't know why, but I have something to say. <laughs> um, Sadly, I have things to say about this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, Penny Kianzat, very physical. She's big and she has cardio. She's competent everywhere. I mean, for the division, she's not great. But she can put on a pace, has clinch game, can strike okay, can top position. Alexis Davis, also very functional everywhere. But sadly, she's old. She's not big. And she's not athletic, so so Alexis so, Davis like actually pretty good on the pretty cool on the ground. So and basically, that's... basically Sandro is going to root for Alexis Davis, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis Davis, not the kind of fighter that Pat Wyman could <laughs> would like. So. Uh, Pat Wyman would not like Alexis Davis, but uh, Jab Zuda on Twitter would definitely <laughs> like Alexis Davis. I would yeah, say she, even more than he likes uh, Jessica, Evil Eye. But yeah, here we go, Evil. Here we go. <laughs> oh One of the worst <laughs> moments or the best. Not how you look at it. Uh, was that before? Was that before the Valentina fight? I don't actually remember. I think it was. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it it makes the whole thing even funnier. So <laughs> there's that. Okay, so uh, right, I guess uh, Kianzat. Yeah, I'm just I'm just picking Kianzat because she's bigger, she's stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once yeah, again, featherweight yeah. uh, should be, I guess, decent. Chase Hooper versus Steven Peterson. Well, no, I have uh, I had Frebola versus McKinney first. It's hmm. not fight still. Uh, is, is that a fight that is going to happen? <laughs> I, I think it's... Uh, 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 oh, yeah. I think it's happening still. Yeah, there was... the uh, uh, Frivola, I think, was supposed to... Oh, McKinney was supposed to fight Camacho, I think. Camacho pulled out. And then he got Frivola. Hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. There was some fuckery there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, anyway. Um, I mean, which one? Let me see. That's the fight. Okay, which one is McKinney? Oh, McKinney comes from LFA. Actually, I haven't seen him when I researched the card. I, he didn't come by, so I don't know anything about him. Frebola yeah. actually pretty okay. 
he would be like top five in light heavyweight, but sadly for him, he's in a good division. So. <laughs> but no, no, Frebola is, is cool. I mean, he's not cool. I don't like him, but, but he's decent. He knows how to do everything, puts on a pace, he's physical. So, yeah. I don't know. I can't make a prediction because I don't know anything about Terence McKinney. Yeah, tough to say. Uh, I guess it. Well, McKinney has a lot oh, of. McKinney lost to lost to Shang Woodson, the best prospect in the world <laughs> on Contender Series. So there's that. No, no shame in losing to Shang Woodson, obviously. A lot, a, a lot of uh, early early finishes. Because apparently yeah. he was fighting some uh, n- people who are not really good or not very athletic. So I, I, guess would, he... I would favor a Frivola over an early finisher because he's tough as shit and he can put on a pace on later rounds. So yeah, yeah. I'm picking Frivola just because of that. Frivola has been hanging for a, quite a long time at lightweight and uh, you can't hang at lightweight unless you're tough and can push a pace. Yeah. So. And there's that. So I guess uh, we're favoring Frivola, but not picking yep. confidently. And uh, back to Chase Hooper versus uh, Steven Peterson. Yes, yes. Chase Hooper is apparently the youngest ever guy who got signed in the UFC. And uh, I don't know anything about him other, aside from that. Um, he he beat up the, the bad Tamer brother. <laughs> the one that sucks. And yeah, I mean, Chase Hooper whole deal is he gets his ass kicked and then he somehow gets the fight to the ground and he's actually pretty good on the ground. He's fun to watch there, but he has like no good wrestling and his striking is, he has good ideas, but he's very slow and he doesn't have this experience to make those ideas work. So, yeah. so he's kind of like, so he's kind of like if uh, Matt Joya became an MMA fighter, is what you're saying. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> oh, Except no. I don't, I don't think Chase Hooper is getting tapped by Ben all the time. So. <laughs> uh, Steven Peterson, oh god, dog shit tattoos, just terrible. Who does that? Oh, I don't know, man. The steel I, Superman shit, like. Just terrible. And, he, and he probably has that tattoo for that Shaquille O'Neal movie. Like, do you remember that? <laughs> uh, you know what he should have done? He should have uh, gotten the Meteor Man tattoos. Remember that movie? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there he is. There he is. The Meteor Man. I always saw that that fucking shit at Blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> fucking um, meteor, man. Yeah, but I mean, Peterson is okay at striking. <laughs> he had this stupid finish in the last fight where Martin Bravo went to a spinning back fist and, and Peterson also went to a spinning back fist. So <laughs> yeah. we got the. The Beyblade finish. <laughs> it, it, it was also, whip. <laughs> how appropriate. It was also on the Yair Rodriguez versus Jeremy yes. Stevens card. Exactly. It was, the, it was in Mexico. And, and then he tried to talk to the people in Mexico. Like, 
my name is Ocho. <laughs> and tries to connect connect with Mexicans because his nickname is in Spanish or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. But yeah, um, in the feed, Peterson has a big advantage, but Peterson is <laughs> like kind of... Mexico. <laughs> I like taco. My name is Ocho. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Peterson should have a, a pretty good advantage on on the feed, but he's pretty messy, and I think that will give Hooper openings to like grab a clinch and drag the fight to the to the ground somehow. And I, as I said, like Hooper is like a meme, but he's actually pretty decent on the ground. I mean, he he made he made an an imaginary role work on MMA, so. <laughs> You gotta give him that. And he was getting his ass kicked for the whole fight as as tradition. <laughs> so like a real Tony but, Ferguson he is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm just picking Hooper by by submission, but not not very confident at all, obviously. I mean, uh, I guess I'm picking Stevenson to do something dumb on the feet and get himself submitted. So there you go. <laughs> uh, and pulling uh, around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, lightweights for SCM versus Luigi. Luigi Vendramini. Uh, um, people would know Wikipedia pages, but uh, I guess I've got the apologies. This should be fun, actually. Like, both are strikers and both both are exciting. So, yeah, I mean, from the lower half of the of the card, this one is should be pretty fun. Siam is like super tall like he's like a low kick and counter kind of guy he's pretty good yeah he's and, really lanky yeah and he's skinny like he's not like james big huge he's like like how would you how would you expect a 6-1 lightweight look the dominion <laughs> on the other hand is like the opposite he's stocky he's super explosive hits super hard He's also fun to watch, like a lot of meme kicks and shit. Of course, his nickname is the Italian Stallion. <laughs> of course, it is. What else would it be? Uh, I wonder. Also, also actually, Italian, fighting out of Italian, in the Italian fighting out of Brazil, help. Brazil. Yep. Uh, and Ziam is from uh, Bulgarian top team. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He's uh, from France and fights out of Bulgarian top team. I guess someone told him that Sambo is the bestest thing in the world to learn. So he, instead of going to, I don't know, Dagestan, he decided to go to Bulgaria. But then from, again, the MMA fighters always just do these really weird decisions. I must learn from the original source and they just go. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Travel the world, uh, travel the world for no good just, reason. Spend tons of money. Just hire, just hire a wrestling and a boxing coach, and your life will be much easier. <laughs> I mean, wrestling coaches also don't really take all that much money compared to some to some other coaches. Yeah. Just yeah, hire a wrestling coach. Uh, my read on this fight is like Siam is very tall and has like the head like super upright. And Bendramini can throw heat, so I'm just picking Bendramini to fuck him up with an overhand or something. That's yeah. that's all my read. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I like uh, short, stocky guys who throw overhands because that's what I am. <laughs> so <laughs> no bias here. A completely unbiased uh, Luigi Vendramini uh, pick. Luigi Vendramini. He's going to cook the spaghetti out of Ferreziam. <laughs> that, that's my... That just and, being and playfully maybe, racist. And maybe uh, a sneaky Brazilian pizza too. yeah you know what Adesanya should have done for this uh for his uh like harassment campaign of Vittori the build-up of the fight just yeah just just pictures of Brazilian pizza everywhere Brazilian pizzas yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's that story of of Vittori asking to to be allowed to cook on a restaurant because the the food sucked (laughs) What a fucking meathead! That uh, the quintessential ideal Italian man. Said, right. Said rooting super hard for for Vittori. Right, the real main event. The real main event is here. Carlos Felipe versus Jake Collier. Big boys. <laughs> uh, Carlos Felipe, you may know him <laughs> from that. Uh... Carlos Felipe nickname is actually. Boy, <laughs> with an eye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's fucking great, man. Boy. <laughs> Jake, Jake Collier is the prototype, and I wonder if <laughs> the prototype. Wait, he was he was skinny. He was the prototype from being fat. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's the production model. Yeah. <laughs> With a lot more cushion. <laughs> the mass... Uh, Jake, the mass-produced Collier. Uh, yeah, but but actually, for, for heavyweights, this should be fun, because these are just go, these are just boys that go go to, to, to the punch very hard, so that should be fun. Yeah. Like, no, not also really, like, Real heavyweights, they're just fat as fuck. Yeah, yeah fat, fat as fuck. So these are middleweights that just got super fat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, like, the case, in the case of Felipe, maybe even a welterweight. He's like small. <laughs> uh, yeah, Felipe had that uh, really fun fight with Justin Tuffer. A uh, fun meet. Yeah, that, that was actually very watchable. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, Felipe's fun because he goes to the body a lot. And like just punches a lot and has good a good chin, has yeah, okay likes, cardio. He kind of likes to pretend that he's uh, an old timey pugilist, does yeah. uh, behind the shoulder type of thing and uh, inside and sometimes, fighting. Sometimes it works, like it's it's cool for heavyweight standards. And Collier is Collier is actually like for for heavyweights like pretty cool too. Like on the he looked pretty good versus Jambilante. He he lost a bit of weight. He wasn't like 280 anymore. <laughs> it was like just your he average. He actually made fat the heavyweight guy. limit. Yeah, <laughs> that's how in shape he was. <clears throat> but yeah, but but Collier actually, despite being fat, he's still like athletic. He can kick very very well, and he he actually like because he used to not be a a heavyweight. He has like a a functioning brain. <laughs> 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 it does like, not have like he, does not have the big yeah 
<laughs> but he actually set up stuff and he knows how to grapple and wrestle a little bit, so he's pretty okay. Um, I'm going with Collier because he's, despite being the former middleweight, he's naturally bigger than than Felipe and he's more complete. I think the kicks will trouble Felipe, but either way, this should be fun. The main event. I'm just I'm, I'm just thinking it's going to be stupid. It's I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be stupid as fuck. But it's gonna be so fucking stupid, so but, fucking dumb. But uh, when 99% of heavyweights fight are stupid as fuck, I'd rather be this kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, checking out my hairline looks terrible. If Kips wants to sponsor us, we're we're here all night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm not really even picking anyone. I guess I'm going with Kali as well, unless Felipe uh, just bonks him, which uh, Kali could also do. Who cares? (laughs) Who the fuck cares? Uh, it's fat boys, fat boys fighting fat fuck in a barrel. What could be what could be better? A fat fucking, a big fucking fat guy in a barrel. Uh, shout out Jabzuda, the, the best that's Twitter the account. Dream. <laughs> oh. Finally, that's all the fights in this fucking card. We didn't make much sense for most of this shit, but. But you guys wanted it. I don't know who because no one asked for this, but but I know Someone you guys wanted, wanted it. it. Yes. Yes, so there you go. An hour breakdown of the whole card by two guys with a funny accent. So what else, <laughs> what else you can ask for in life? <laughs> uh, you, you may have even understood half the things that we were saying. <laughs> if you're lucky, you understand some of the shit we were talking, so... So yeah, uh, please do the Patreon plug now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, did we even introduce ourselves in the beginning? No, no, <laughs> we did not. <laughs> uh, I put some stupid cards on when I did this. Uh, all right. <laughs> we have been. Uh, you have been listening to this crap for some reason for an entire hour. Uh, this has been oh, me. <laughs> Iggy, the host of Tengri Dome and uh, other stuff. And Fenio does uh, video breakdowns for us. Uh, just in case you're still here for some reason. <laughs> in case you're still here and you don't know who the fuck we are. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, right, uh, check out the fight site, uh, our website where we put out uh, uh, analytical stuff, our articles, and uh, check out our Patreon. And recently, Ad Gala has started um, the, a Patreon series with, called Bad Calls, where he evaluates terrible MMA judging. Speaking of going way back, uh, we pointed out that MMA judging is uh, quite terrible. And he uh, goes back and revisits fights that are notoriously uh, have been either robberies or just controversial judging. And he... <clears throat> actually scores the fights because he actually knows how to score fights. Go and check that out. And uh, yeah, just uh, visit um, 
look us up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we just put out a ton of stuff every week. Yeah. Also, if you give us money on Patreon, you can ask Iggy to talk about whatever shit you want on Thank You Drone or something. Or I can I can also make a video for you, an MMA video, hopefully not not like a video about your parents fighting. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay us enough money, I mean, if you give me the footage, make a video yeah. about your parents fighting. I will analyze the footage of your parents with, fighting with the graphs and the lines and arrows and uh, percentages yeah, and everything. You guys love the the, the arrows. So. <laughs> And and I make a, a whistle like prediction like ninety two point seventy eight percent your dad beats your mom. Ninety nine point nine percent likelihood that this is going to lead to a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, join our. You can join our Discord community for five bucks per month. Uh, this grants you access to all the stuff that we've put out over the years, and uh, you gain the um, you get the privilege of interacting with everyone on stuff. We're pretty active there, just and uh, talk shit with some other community members who are also into into MMA and fighting in general. We're, we're pretty much all just psychos there. If you're a psycho and you're still yeah. here, you <laughs> if you're a psycho, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully with money. <laughs> Definitely with money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. This has been the UFC 263 full preview of the entire card. For some reason, uh, we, we've no done this. this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. See you guys. See you guys. Cheers. Bye bye.